Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. With our topic, so today's topic this, uh, for today is embrace your ministry. Embrace your ministry. So when I was getting ready for this and building on our building blocks of what we're talking about um, for-profit business as ministries we started on yesterday, I wanted to really kind of slow down and give us some real uh, study points so that you can be able to go and look at this in your own spare time to try and work on you being able to embrace this for yourself because truth is not truth until you embrace it, until you're able to have the, the Holy Spirit within yourself to guide you accordingly and how it fits into your life. It's one thing to hear me, but the next step is application. So today that's what I plan to do. I want to kind of break some things down. I'm going to give us some definitions and some things to think about, right? So I want to open up, I want to read Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, Jesus approached and breaking the silence, said to them, all authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. I so love the Amplified because they just give you some deeper words and just some meaning. So if you you don't have that version, I recommend you get it or read it online. It really does uh, illuminate the word uh, in in a really good light. So as we look at this, I wanted to open with this scripture because when we talk about embracing our ministry and the thing is understanding that your business as a ministry, right? And I'm specific with using as and not is, and I'll tell you that why in a little bit. But many times this scripture here, um, if you're in church or have visited, and if you haven't, I'm going to share it with you. But it's referred to as the Great Commission, right? Most Bibles have it headlined as that. That's referred as the Great Commission. That's what believers are called to do. Each believer is called to full-time Christian service. And our mistake is when we limit our idea of what Christian service is solely to the traditional religious areas of ministry. And I was reading this scripture, and I I realized that sometimes the reason that may happen is that we're baptizing, right? We hear baptizing, and we have been trained or conditioned to think that baptizing is something that only happens about the emergence in the water, right, this symbolization of it. But I challenge you to go and study in your own time, but I'm going to share with you what I found, that the Greek word of baptizing is to emerge, basically. Now, that does not necessarily mean they're talking about emerging in water. It means to emerge. So if we're reading verse 19, it says, Go then and make disciples of all the nations, emerging them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit by teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you all the days. That gives a completely different 
illumination, right, and understanding and conditioning because we can sometimes limit it by that one word, thinking, well, I'm not a minister, I can't baptize people, but we baptize them by our level of emerging them into these truths of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, by teaching them to observe everything that has been commanded. And how do you teach them? You teach them by how you live, not just in instructional manner through words, but how you live your life. You teach it from your business aspect by the policies you put in place, by the standards that you put in your business, by the way you set up boundaries of engagement, whether you have contracts or covenants, whether you keep your word and integrity. That's how you emerge people. That's how you draw people in. Because when people see you operating with a certain level of integrity, a certain level of discipline, a a certain level of patience, especially in the business world, people want to know how do you do it? Because the marketplace today tells us we got to be on a grind, we got to be busy, we got to be rushing, we got to be moving faster, and it's always this ever-ending cycle of change. And God says, and the way God does things is he gives you a task and he gives you an assignment, he's, he needs for you to do that thing. And he's not going to give you anything else to do until you have executed that thing. And then he will continue to keep you on it until you execute it with excellence. Right? So we, we, we look at this scripture and take in a different aspect of what it means to minister by understanding what baptizing truly means. Okay? See, he does not design this great commission for us to do this within our own power. Because we can't. We accomplish this great commission by his power and for his sake, through his spirit. And oftentimes what keeps us from understanding that is that we struggle with taking Jesus at his word. He simply said, I am with you always. And that means perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion. There is nothing that a believer does in which... Jesus is not present with them. He's right there uniformly on every occasion. If we can begin to get that concept and get conditioned into that way of thinking as leaders and business owners and relatives and family members and whatever role we're in, do you realize how that dynamic could change the way we engage, the level of uh, in intimacy and relationship changes that would occur when we recognize that there is no step that you take, nowhere that you go, that he is not there with you? So I told you I was going to explain why I refer to the phrase business as ministry versus business is ministry or business or ministry as if there's an option, right? Because I want you to understand about embracing your ministry is being real clear about how you speak about the business that you're in. So I, I took it upon myself and I looked up these uh, particular meanings. The Word is, I-S, simply means equal. It means of the same kind or uniform. Or means or is used to link alternatives, like options, other options, to link them together. And as is used to indicate that something happens during the time when something is taking place. It happens simultaneously. 
okay? So the reason business full-time, I'm sorry, for-profit business as ministry, as ministry, is to imply in embracing your ministry that as you run your business, your ministry is happening. How you set up your business, the business model you choose, the people you choose to do business with, the clients you choose to serve, all of that is your ministry taking place at that time. They're not alternatives. They're not one or the other because as believers we're not divided. And they're not quite equal or of the same kind, right? But as one occurs, the other is happening. And so business as ministry implies that as you run your business, you are ministering. As a believer, it is important for you to get that concept. One of the things that comes to mind is I think of Chick-fil-A. Now, despite what you think of it, I don't really eat there. You know, I, I might get it, but I'm not a crazed Chick-fil-A fanatic. But I do study and I watch certain things. And one thing that has been consistent about that CEO and how they run their Chick-fil-A franchises is that it is always from the standpoint of ministry. Their business model is set up to honor the faith from day one. It's not something they decided on and then they added in a few things later. Their concept is that we are in full-time ministry, and the people we serve in our stores, in their, in, in their stores, that's their congregation. I read an article where Dan Cathy, who was the CEO of the Chick-fil-A restaurant, said that he takes the opportunities to explain that being a business leader is an important ministry role in the church. He tells them that in the front counter at their Chick-fil-A restaurant, that's their pulpit. He reminds them that the thousands of people who frequent their stores each week are their congregations. Now, if what if you could adopt that kind of thinking about your business? Every client you serve, every person you present a proposal to, every person you have a consultation with, every person that you have an opportunity to network with and build a relationship with, every person you have the opportunity to collaborate with is your congregation. Every means of communication that, uh, that provides the exchange between you and other parties is your pulpit. Do you recognize that in the moment of concept that immediately it enlightens you to the possibility of how you impact another person's life? What you say, your demeanor, your engaging with them, it impacts their life. It leaves an influence on them. And if you are sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, when, if in due time, the particular seed for you to bring them is another step further into the faith, he'll guide you in that. But sometimes our guiding and ministry in the faith is just a smile to a person, a kind word to someone, a word of power that speaking to the power in them and not their brokenness. Sometimes it's just uplifting a person by not even acknowledging the pity that they want you to fall in on them. Do you understand that you have to understand what your gifts are and what you've been called to do and how you've been empowered to work uniquely and work that from your business? 
embracing that your business is a ministry. Every person that crosses your path, every client that you've ever sent an invoice to, every potential person that didn't become a full-time client but had the opportunity to meet you, they came across your path for a reason. When we continue to look at a couple of other definitions as we get ready to close, business is defined as a person's regular occupation, profession, or trade. It's also defined as the practice of making one's living by engaging in commerce. Simply from the late Middle English term, the word business is an appointed task. And we read yesterday the scripture that told us in Colossians 3:23 and 24 that whatever may be your task, work at it heartily from the soul, right? Now, I want us to take a look at ministry. Now, I probably won't get to finish this one today, but I'm going to give you a little bit of it in closing. Ministry, Greek, the Greek word for ministry is diakonia. It's D-I-A-K-O-N-I-A, and it simply means service. And a version of that is D-I-A-K-O-N-O-S, and that means a servant, then of anyone who performs any service or an administrator. The supporting scriptures in which those Greek words are used is Matthew 20 and 26 and Matthew 23 and 11. The word diakonis is made of two words, dia, D-I-A, which means thoroughly, and konias, which is K-O-N-I-S, and that means dust. Thoroughly raise up dust by moving in a hurry and so to minister. So as I close today, I want you to reconsider and think long and hard and do your own study that your business as a ministry, that you are thoroughly raised raising up dust, right, clearing the pathway for others as you move in a hurry to do what you have been called to do, to understand that you are a servant to the Lord and Savior, to carry out his plan for his people. Embrace your business as ministry. Do not take it lightly. Don't just haphazardly create a business plan. Know that you have been given specific orders according to who you are to build a business, to build a service, a plan, or whatever that looks like for you, to serve the people that you've been called to serve, to do the unique to do the unique thing that only you can do with the skill sets that you have in the only way that you can do it. So do not get taken off course. Don't lose heart and always take Jesus at his word, that he is always with you. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope it has challenged you to go and do your own Bible study, to, to go in and get a little deeper. And tomorrow we'll continue to build on this, and I'll share a little bit more, and we'll talk about ministry and understanding where ministry and faith comes in, because I really hope that at the end of this week that I have uplifted you and encouraged you to begin to strongly embrace what you do as a believer unto the kingdom and not just falling for the things that we see in this world. Thank you guys so much for joining us. You guys have a great and wonderful day. Continue to lead with intention and authenticity, and we'll meet you back on the line tomorrow morning. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC co-working community. 
a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.